highly secure, soundproof headquarters of the podcast. This is the Spurs Insider. We are back with a full complement of podcasters today. We have Express News Sports Editor Nick Talbot, beat writer Jeff McDonald, and back from the road, wearing tinted glasses, an all-star Chicago baseball cap, a Team USA sweater, we have the stylish, the incomparable Swe- sweatshirt. That's sweatshirt. Yes. Okay. Tom Ringo Starr, Orsborn, looking very rock starish today. He's back from the USA. Are you, are you glad to be back, Tom Orsborn? Uh, well, it was dangerously cold there, but yeah, I'm glad, but glad to be back. It's beautiful weather here in San Antonio. Because you, you miss being on the uh, podcast. I, I, I do. I did. Did we do two without them? Yeah. Boy, you missed out. You yeah. have your, your typical salmon uh, coffee cup yes, with coffee right. today? Yes. We have yes. Jeff's Polar Pop. This is riveting. Well, we're... This, we're is, this is, is this obscuring your lack of preparation for this thing? Th- we're struggling for topics, ladies and gentlemen, out there in podcast world here at the Secure Location. And by the way, don't try to find it. We've had people trying to find Secure Location. Don't go to Google Maps. We're not on Google Maps. Just, just, just leave us to our podcasting in peace in our in our soundproof location. Um, the problem is the last podcast we did was when Tom had jetted off to the cold north of Chicago for the All Star break, and we talked a lot about how things were falling apart for the Spurs and they might not make the playoffs. And there's there have been three games since then. And, and the things sen- are flying, uh, falling apart for the Spurs, and they might not make the playoffs. The sentiment has not exactly changed a whole lot around this team, ha- has it? Yeah. There, until there's about four or five games left in the season, and when it's a fact they won't make the playoffs, I don't think anything's going to change. Well, but with Memphis still, you know, skidding. That's let's the, that's, do yeah. this. Why give people hope? <laughs> Why it's, give people hope? It's not necessarily about providing hope. It's just. It, it will remain a fact that they're not going to be eliminated from this race probably anytime soon. No, not one, mathematically. I mean, even it, it's not like it's a one percent chance. I mean, there's there's they still have a shot, and and I know this is going to devolve in another discussion about whether they should be trying for this or whether they shouldn't. Like they're probably not going to end up with it. And again, that's not the worst thing in the world. Like the consolation prize is a lottery pick. So you go for it, and then you probably don't get it, and then you get a lottery pick. Sure, I just I just want people to understand that they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, five thirty eight has them at thirty five wins now. That's finishing twelfth in the West, and they have the Pelicans making the playoffs with forty one wins. That's that's the current projections from the think tank. I mean, at what like how do you see this team that we've watched all year like going on a run? It won't. Right. Yeah. The team, when, not, not not the team we watched in the first quarter last night. That's when they lost in Oklahoma City. I I, I kind of threw in the flag there. You know, as you I know, thought if they had won that, you know, maybe maybe they could get something. Going as you know, I called time of death when they lost in Chicago, which is like a month ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I asked Jeff McDonald when he walked in here with with his polar pop about. What he wanted to talk about today, uh, he first of all was belligerent and said that that wasn't his job to come up with topics, yeah. and second of all, kind of imp- implied that I was doing a bad job as host for not having a topic on no, my I own. No, I didn't imply. Okay. I flat out said. Okay. <laughs> and third of all, he finally gave in and said, "We need to talk about what's next." So, what is next? Um, they play Orlando on Saturday. <laughs> you were the worst <laughs> podcaster. They need to decide history. who they're sending to the NBA lottery. 
draft. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, who, do you, that's who do you think they should send to the NBA lottery? For, they haven't done that in 23 years, so they, they got to come Tim, with You think good. Tim would go? This is your topic. <laughs> this is my topic. You said you want to talk about what's next, and if that's really what you wanted to talk about is whether Tim would go represent the Spurs of the draft lottery, then go ahead and have that conversation. I'd rather talk about Ringo's haircut. Can we do that? Ringo did get a haircut today, Ringo. Yes, yeah. that's why I was a tad late. Yeah. Okay, this one's really up. He's not a he's not a long haired beetle anymore. It, no. Okay, if we want to talk about what's next and we want to have a serious discussion that people that listeners of this podcast actually will care about and not turn off in the middle of the podcast, we can talk about whether or not Greg Popovich or the Spurs in general are doing themselves a disservice by continuing to try to win games. <sighs> And you can just sigh at that, or you can actually try to offer something well, helpful. You know, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the loss last night to Dallas, uh, I'll just throw this out here. You know, De- DeMar DeRozan, such a pro, always mm-hmm. fulfills, I'm not going to say obligation because it's not an obligation, but he always meets with us after a game, win or uh-huh. lose, whether he does uh, well or poorly. But he looked crushed last night. Yeah. I've never seen him that down uh, myself. And uh, I just wonder, you know, what do you do? Like, like you said, what, what if you stop trying to win and you've got these proud veterans, uh, DeMar, uh, L.A., Rudy? You know, it's just a weird dynamic. I think what uh, is happening is the reality is sitting, setting in for just about everybody in yeah. there. Uh, um, and, and DeMar exhibited that. Uh, yeah. In, in terms of the way he answered questions last night and 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 in his demeanor, yeah, I mean they are understanding that this probably is not going to get better. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird that that game of all the games did that to him because they actually played pretty well. They could have gotten blown away and then they they make an effort and and finish reasonably strong. It was um, kind of there in Oklahoma City too when he didn't have to talk. The right. PR staff wanted to give him the night off, but you know, true to form, he came over and talked to us. But he looked. Pretty down there too. So okay, so so a reality is setting in among players, coaches, up and down the organization that um, if 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 the playoff chase is still a possibility, it's not very likely. Like the more likely, I think everyone would acknowledge that it's yeah. more likely than not that they're not going to make right. the playoffs. Um, the next to get to Jeff's topic about what happens next, I, I think that there's a false choice that some people um, think the Spurs have, whether it's either you try to win games or you go for the lottery. I think it's, it's not that black and white, and I've said this over and over and over in the yeah. newspaper, online, yeah. and in this secure location all season. Like, these things work themselves out naturally. And, and I would argue against the idea that the Spurs should try to lose games on purpose because by trying to win games the rest of the season, they are harming their future. I just don't see that as a convincing argument because even if they try to lose the rest of their games, they're not going to finish with the worst record. They're not going to get the top pick in the draft. Um, There's no guarantee that even if they finish with the worst record that they end up with the best player. Because you might not win the lottery, and the best player, you go back to the past few years, it's it's not always been the top guy. Um, and, I mean, they're on pace to win about what Memphis won last year, if they if they keep going the way they're going. 
mm-hmm. win 33 games, which is what Memphis won last year. Memphis ended up with the number two pick in the draft and got John Moran anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, Memphis didn't have to tank for things to work out for yeah. them. Well, talking to Rick Carlisle last night um, about the, the couple of years when the Mavericks were basically tanking. I mean, they weren't trying to win, and, and Carlisle kind of, kind, of, kind of acknowledged that there were times when, when the Mavericks weren't really caring about winning at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, they were basically trying to finish with the worst record in the league, and they didn't. They finished with the fourth worst, and things worked out for them. Yeah. So my point is, like, I, I guess it's getting kind of convoluted, but that by trying to lose every game the rest of the way, the Spurs improve their chances of securing a great player by a, a small percentage, if if anything. What, like, well, it, part of that's because the other teams are already so bad. They're already like seven games up or eight games up right. on. What confuses me about this topic that I'm being blamed for bringing up is how would one even go about trying to lose all right, the games? Right. Like, would yeah. you start Jakob at point guard? <laughs> would you like I don't well, I don't even understand how that would work. And if the and if the answer to that question is well, you you play all your young guys more. Well, I don't know that that's such at some point I don't know if that's such a bad idea. Right. But it wouldn't the object wouldn't be to lose as many games as you could. It would be to like let's see what we have in some of these guys. I the think problem, that, that might be the last 2 weeks of the season. The problem the with all games. of these conversations and every facet of it is that it gets it tends to be boiled down into either or black white terms. Whereas even if you just take a, a small slice of this, what Jeff just said about whether you should play young players more, um, there's there's so many different dimensions to that. First of all, um, does playing young players more mean that you're going to lose more? That's some people would argue that playing young players more might actually. I mean, on the one hand, playing Luka Samanich over LaMarcus Aldridge, you're probably going to lose more. But there are all kinds of little substitutions you can make. Play Bryn Forbes less, play Marco Bellinelli less, play Keldon Johnson more. That might actually make your team a little better. Okay, so then that flies in the face of tanking. Right. The other thing is there, there tends to be this idea that young players have to get NBA minutes early in their career to improve. And that's not necessarily true either because, okay, let's say the Spurs admit that they're not going to make the playoffs, that that's not a realistic situation this year, and they're trying to do what's best for next year's team. Maybe what's best for next year's team is not to play Luka 40 minutes a night because that will hinder his development, and they've had this run of using the G League to improve those players. So just because – I, I realize this gets confusing, but but – just because you've decided you're probably not going to make the playoffs does not mean that you'd have these wholesale changes to minutes and uh, playing time and rotation and all those types of things. I think there's there's different factors that go into all these discussions. Uh, yeah, I I think I think the plan is for if you're talking about Luca, who was uh, in uniform last night for for the first time, just because they needed 13 guys in uniform. If you're talking about him, I don't think there's a plan to play him this year. Like, right. I, like no matter how bad it gets, we're going to bring Luca up and give him a spot in the rotation. I don't think that's in the cards. In terms of like 20 minutes a night playing him, like you'll yeah. probably see him in some games. But I think it's possible. Yeah, if it works out. Like last night, if that blowout had continued and sure. they're down by 40 in the fourth quarter, then you probably see Luka Shamanich in the in the game. Right. But it would be almost a matter of circumstance. 
they're not they're they're going to be very protective about throwing him in there in situations that he maybe doesn't belong in quite yet. Yeah. In in broad strokes, when we talk about what is next and the rest of this season, which I think Tom, there's uh, what forty nine days left in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you happen to that's, know off that's, that's accurate? Okay. Yes. Um, over the next forty nine days, if if the Spurs don't end up mounting this improbable run and making the playoffs. I think what you are likely to see if you tune into Spurs games, and by the way, lots of you are still tuning into Spurs games. The Spurs lead the NBA and local NBA uh, and local TV ratings. If, if, if you tune in, I think you will see more young players play. I think you will see less of guys like Marco Bellinelli, who played last night basically because LaMarcus was out and there's this trickle-down type of thing going on. Um, but it's not going to be – there's not a – a switch that's flipped where you say now things are different because they're out of the race. I think DeMar continues to play. LaMarcus, when he's healthy again, continues to play. And they should. Like, you don't just bench guys because you're chasing James Wiseman or uh, LaMelo Ball. By the way, this is one of, this is one of the Worst weakest drafts, drafts of the past decade, according to every talent evaluator out there. Like, this is the worst year to try to tank that you could come up with. I, th- I think Orsborn's like a borderline lottery pick in this one. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I like how you just went along with that. I mean, we don't know. I haven't seen the scouting report. <laughs> the, 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 the point is, like, I, I, I don't understand why, why people get so angry that, A, the Spurs are trying to win games when they say that it's pointless, why are you trying to win games, you're going to lose anyway. Well, if you're going to lose anyway, then they're doing exactly what you want. They are losing anyway. Right. So what's the harm? I think What is the harm? People just want to see them lose with different players because they're just tired of watching the same players lose. That's fair. That's probably exactly the case. And really, in reality, if you're going to play LaMarcus and DeMar, then you need to play them so you can maybe show that they're still viable and someone will want them in the offseason. Sure. Well, yeah. Because I don't think going forward that they really have a future here. But that's yeah, an it's entirely different topic. With those three guys, with, with well, Rudy's under contract but in L.A. too. But, um, you know, with, with the playoff hunt fading, mm-hmm. there's all kind of things going through their minds. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. thinking about their future now. Yeah. But and I, I think that's the, the weight of it kind of hit. DeMar quickly the last couple of games uh, or finally hit him. I'm also curious with those three guys if the playoff hopes fade. Are you going to see like the best basketball of their season over the last yeah. six weeks or are you going to see kind of a – To me that's more nah. that's more interesting than nah. the young guys to me, you know, just how they handle this. Because it could go either way. Yeah. One of our um, – And, what and we, I know what, they'll like, ha- what, like what are we doing this for? Why, yeah. what are we, but they're – I know it's – goes without saying, but they're pros, and they'll show up and do their jobs and do it well, probably. One of our favorite pros in the locker room to deal with in terms of showing up and talking and being a nice guy and being an upstanding uh, player who his teammates respect is Rudy Gay. He's not had a great year. Um, yeah. yeah. And he knows. He's, yeah. Like, if, if you want to distill why this, you know, because they, they went into this season thinking, we have the same team plus DeJounte. We've heard that so many times. We have the same team plus DeJounte. Why, why is it yeah. so much worse than last year? Pop said that pretty early. It's yeah. because there are a handful of guys that are just having worse years than, than they had last year, and Rudy Gay and is I guess, kind of at the top of that list. And you got to throw Derek in there, too. Uh, 
you know, the hopes were so high for him coming off that Denver series. And it's Rudy and Bren, and I don't think Dejounte has made the um, leaps everyone kind of expected. No, which I think there are also. I don't know. You don't want to give him excuses, but there, it's hard to come. It's hard. It's hard to come back from an entire year of being off with an ACL and not really knowing what you're doing as a point guard anyway. But anyway, going back to Rudy Gay, if that's what you, you want to talk about, I, I mean, that's what he's kind of near the top of that list of guys that just have had a worse year than they had last year. I mean, if you just look at the the, the three point shooting from him, he had a he shot a career high last year from three point range. First time over forty percent, and he's back down to thirty one this year. And just and if you look month by month, I mean, guys get it's old. getting worse. Guys get old. That, yeah. that happens all the time. Just scoring totals or averages for by month. Uh, November to December was lower than November. January was lower than December, and February has been. I think he's averaging like six points a game in the whole like month. Last of February. year, last year, every other week or so, he would pop off for a twenty, 20 point pointers, game. Yeah. And can you can you imagine him scoring twenty points in a game? At all again? Yeah, just watching him play. Like just like organizations get old, players get old, and I, I don't know what his next step is. That's that's interesting. Like Tom mentioned, thinking about the future of those veterans will be fascinating to watch. Um, yeah, I mean it says a lot when I watch Rudy this year. The only time I really ever notice that he's on the court and doing anything is when he has to play center. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's really the only thing he's contributed is to this team this year and a positive aspect is he's been willing to play the five a, a little bit well let them go small of, of the 11 12 guys who've gotten rotation minutes for for your san antonio spurs this year who would you say has exceeded preseason expectations patty mills patty mills patty. i mean i think Jakob maybe Jakob. <sighs> yeah yeah yeah, maybe. Maybe. He I mean, I think I think Demar's had a better year this year than he had last year. You're probably year. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think everybody else has taken a step back or two steps back. Yeah, that's that's kind of the distillation of this whole uh, process here. This whole downfall of this team. Kind of certain yeah. guys got old and and slipped off, and the guys you expected to jump in and 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 fill that gap didn't really do it. Yeah. And we were talking early in the season, you know, before the season, the big story angle was the young guys coming to the fore, and that hasn't happened. Not and, yet. It's and, been and, rocky. And Lonnie, you know, you could say, well, he hasn't had regular minutes, but when he's, we... He's been getting them lately. Yeah. But has he blown us away? I'm kind of supporting your point here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, excuse, right. of not getting, yeah. the excuse of not getting regular minutes yeah. is sort of fading, and he's... This is not a... Lonnie Walker bash fest. No, here. not at all. Well, not I will say all. I will but say in that Dallas in that Dallas game last night, it, but, uh, be, because he's getting regular minutes, and last night he started because they had guys injured. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the game, I was thinking this is not a good Lonnie Walker game. Right. But by the end, he had kind of salvaged it. Yeah. He, had, he, he had contributed some things. Yeah. yeah. And when you get regular minutes, you can do that as as opposed to well, right. you had a bad first quarter, so you're done for the night. Yeah, Demar mentioned that last night. He's not worried about being pulled now. He can yeah. try to make up for things on both ends when he makes mm-hmm. a mistake. There's but he hasn't been a star, and I don't think the yeah. the I think the Spurs were reasonable and didn't expect him to be a star. Well, right, but year. some people would, that would be, sure. That would, well, that would be what some yeah some yeah, people are there saying. There are some people who expect him. Well, the to beginning be, of the beginning of Springfield. There's you know. that uh, uh, backup quarterback is the most popular guy mm-hmm. dynamic going on. He wasn't yeah. playing, so everyone thought that he was. They'd seen him in summer league, and he, yeah. they, 
people convince themselves that he was this wonderkin that he's uh, it was almost unfair it's unfair yeah and ahead, i think Nick. those same people have jumped on to Kendall johnson now <laughs> yeah that's that's probably i mean he scored 31 the other night in austin yeah. Keldon. Why, yeah. why is he not you getting minutes you have to find your hope somewhere when you're yeah, watching this that, team that's, that's kind that's, of what it is yeah um how long do you think this is if this might be an unfair question to ask in the secure location how, how long do you think this era of the Spurs lasts in terms of not competing for playoff spots? I think it depends a lot on how fast they want to actually commit to rebuilding. Can you get any – do you trade DeMar? Do you trade LaMarcus? Do you can actually commit to rebuilding this thing? And, and then at that point, it really depends on, like you said earlier – where you fall in the draft, and do you get the right guy? Do you get Luca at four? Do you get Seth Curry? There's Steph not, Curry at like what, what was he drafted at ten and eleven? There are no Luca, no Steph Curry's, no um, uh, John Morant's in this draft. Not in this draft. Not in this draft. But you're but asking you how long? This, another one. You're talking about this how is long. going to be. This is going to be a multi-year that, that's process. Why, yeah, and that's why I said do you and trade if Demar you're lucky, and Marcus? If you're lucky, well, it's three, you're probably three, not going to trade Demar because Demar's going to opt out. I think. I'm not. Well, trying to get, I'm trying to not trying to break news here. You could but, do a sign and trade or something and get a second rounder, maybe at best. I don't know. You'll get more know. money that way. Of course, there's a huge question we haven't talked about is Pop's future and how that plays into the rebuild. Uh, yeah. That's a often asked question in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> a big topic. I think that I mean it's been no secret that the running assumption, not only here but. Just about everywhere that this this there's a good chance this might be his last year. But with the Olympics coming up, yeah, with the Olympics coming up, and you're 71, and yeah. I mean, only two other coaches in NBA history have coached past age 71. Right. I mean, it's not breaking news to say uh, the end is nigh. Right. He's he's a lot closer to the end of his career than the beginning. Okay, <laughs> so let's let's get into that. Oh boy. <laughs> no, just uh, this this kind of touches on what we talked about earlier is that there is a a sentiment that because Popovich is sticking around like he's hindering the development of the team and I just don't I, I don't, don't think it's, I don't buy that I don't think it's hindering I, but I do think when when he decides to step away there are other, there's another approach that you yeah I, I think the only difference what am I trying is, to say the only difference to me is that with Popovich here this year you went all in and tried to make the playoffs versus maybe trading those guys, trying to trade them at the trade deadline a little bit harder. And that's yeah. probably the only difference. And I don't think anyone would have even taken them. Maybe someone would have taken LaMarcus if you really decided to get, just dump it this year. But with Popovich, you never decide to dump it. And I think maybe you're talking half a season too late. Oh, well. After but 22 it, years, who cares? We talked about this last time. I'd buy that argument a lot more if, there was a franchise-altering deal that they turned down, but not, no deal that they did for either LaMarcus or DeMar at the deadline. I mean, you, you there, was, there, there was a chance they could have gotten, like, a late first and, and roster filler for one of those guys, and they've had a lot of late firsts over the years. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they turned one of those into Keldon Johnson, who just scored 31 in the G League. That's a good point. It's an excellent could, point, could get an, I mean, I, you know who would, would have liked to do that deal is uh, Blake Ahern. Yeah, he'd get a hell of a <laughs> hell of a player next year with that 29th pick. For for our listeners out there, that is the G League coach of the Austin Spurs. I assume if you're listening to this, you know that, like you're that nerdy. 
The li- you think there's just uh, what? I mean, like besides like our parents, do you think there's like older folks listen to this? That I think our the dirty data suggests that the average age of our podcast listener is well. There's it's it gets the opposite of the bell curve. It is twelve year olds and then down and then way up to seventy nine year olds. So like seventy nine year olds and twelve year olds are huge Spurs Insider podcast listeners. I didn't know if you were aware of that. I was not aware of that. That, that seems very logical, though. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. And the 79-year-olds just don't know how to change the, the channel. <laughs> right. It's right. just stuck. Which is why we get the long list. They were listening to Puro Politics and don't know how to get off. Yes. So. If that's the case, I'm going to make a shout-out here to Janice in Kerrville. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's on that higher end, uh-huh. a loyal reader of the Express News, and, uh-huh. uh, a big Spurs fan. So, What was the – we could – Finish this up. Just and we're grateful, Janice. Thank you, Janice. Very Thank great. you, Janice. And all of your... We love you, Janice. All of your friends right. for ha- having them tune in. Any any tales from the road that uh, that you guys would like to share about the long rodeo road trip? People are fascinated by the rodeo road trip, or used to be. Man, I barely remember that trip, because like, the first six games were so long ago. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if there's anything... Tom, how did how did that work out for you? I had the pleasure of dining quite a bit with Mike Monroe, uh-huh. uh, which was very pleasurable. Uh huh. Yeah, we had a good time. Did you have to cut his food for him? Or and, <laughs> no, we went down memory lane quite a bit, but uh, and he got lost. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was pleasurable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. We, I don't remember my part. I mean. That started with like the Kobe Memorial things and yeah. stuff. Sh- highlight of Chicago was the Damari Carroll launch. Of oh, that's right. Clothing. Okay, yeah. this is a, this there is a go. good this is a good story to get into on the podcast because people wanted. Okay, I'll start with Tom because he talked to him at his what designer unveiling. It was at an upscale men's clothing store, and you just happened to be there getting fitted. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, and uh, <laughs> for that's where you got that sweatshirt on the near yes. north side of Chicago uh-huh. on a very cold night. And you had noticed this on Twitter that he was having this event All Star yes. Weekend. You were there for the Express News yes. covering All Star Weekend and thought, yes. "Hey, the listeners of the Spurs Insider podcast have been asking all Janice, year." Janice <laughs> wants to know about Janice Damari wants Carroll. Wants to know what the heck is up with Damari Carroll, who was yes. one of the big signings of the off season and never really played. Yeah, you thought I'm going to go down to this event. Right. And I'm going to talk yeah. to Damari Carroll about his designer line. Yeah. And you did. And I did. I learned a lot about the clothing industry. And and then you also pressed him about what the heck was up with him. He was still a member of the Spurs at that time. Yes. Yes. And he told you what? He said, I love Pop, great individual, but we just didn't gel basketball-wise. Uh-huh. And um, he said he didn't want to spend the rest of his career at the end of the bench. He had more to contribute. How would you... If, and if, that a buyout was in the works. If yeah. and and the More buyout did happen, he's yes. now a member of the Houston Rockets. The Spurs bought him out. It's it doesn't really help their salary cap situation much. I mean, they're, they're still kind of on the hook for for his two two year deal plus a partial a third yeah. year. Yeah, oh yeah, salary but, cap wise. But I'll I'll start with Tom because Tom talked to him. Clearly, this was a mistake in the off season for the Spurs to have signed him uh, because it just didn't work. Uh, they. At the time, it was lauded as this deal. He, he seemed like a great fit for the Spurs. He never really found his way into the rotation at all. What do you think went wrong, and who is kind of responsible for things going wrong? 
Well, I can't. I'm not going to speak to them signing him. I don't uh-huh. know what the error was there, but I think it just he's right. It just didn't gel with them. And what he's leaving left unspoken was his shortcomings mm-hmm. as a player, maybe at this point in his career. Uh-huh. Um, what, you would know, you, what would you think those would be? Uh, defensive rotations, just picking up the scheme. I don't think he ever fully grasped it from, uh-huh. from, what, from what I could tell. And uh, I think that was the disconnect between him and Pop. Pop just didn't never gain trust in him. Um, and talking, uh, I mean, it's not like a, the, this mystery, like, why is Pop being mean to this guy? I don't think that had anything to yeah. do with it. It was there, there was blame on Damari's end that was left unsaid. One, one part of this that I think is significant that, that's, that some people might find interesting is uh, Jeff and I were having this conversation a month or so ago. Often when these types of things happen where a, a team signs a player – who doesn't end up playing much, that is because, like, the GM wanted him and the coach never really liked him mm. and it just didn't work out. It was like a, a, a miscommunication between the front office and the coaching staff. Right. The reason that doesn't explanation doesn't really fly in San Antonio is because Pop has his hand in everything. Yes. And presumably, I mean, in almost if, every transaction this team makes, Pop okays it not, at, at the not, minimum. Not, if not, not almost. Everyone. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and in a lot of situations, management, front office owners right. will say, "Yeah, you got to pay this guy. We're paying him X number of yeah, dollars. Right. That's yeah. not going to happen. That, here. that didn't happen with right. the Spurs. Yeah, and and I feel very safe in saying that when the Spurs decided to sign Damari Carroll last offseason, Greg Popovich was completely on board. Sure. So and it's not like Damari came in and, and Pop was against him from the beginning. Pop wanted him at one point, and then it just didn't work. He didn't. I, I mean, the only explanation is he didn't end up being the player they thought they were signing. Right. And whose fault is that? I think it's uh, without all the information, it's tough to to cast that blame. I think I think it is true that he came in out of shape uh, to start the season. I mean, not like crazy fat, but I mean that you know he no. needed some conditioning work, which I think a lot of players do. He had been dealing with injuries the right. last couple of years. That was a, right. that was a thing that may, maybe played into it's, it's hard to say because we haven't seen him much with our own eyes there right. was a little bit in preseason there's a little bit earlier in the season he never looked physically right to me but the no. sample size is so far it's uh, so small mm-hmm. that it's hard for me to really make that judgment i've have you guys watched him much in houston like how's he he's I playing see, there i mean they played they play <laughs> so, they somehow play eight wings at a time right. it's but, hard to tell with their scheme he just yeah. floats around the perimeter <laughs> pulling up his numbers he's averaging 15 minutes a game and uh four points and about four rebounds but he's only shooting 36 percent so but i mean it's four of 11 so it's a very small sample in three he games he probably fits more with those players around him than yeah. he does with uh playing off of a just, Marcus all, all i can Rosen. all i can say is the spurs two biggest problems this season are a lack of three-point shooting and uh, poor, defense. poor defense. So if he could contribute, if they thought he could contribute in either of those areas, they would have played him. Yeah. Well, it's it's it was a disappointment for the Spurs that that the way that whole thing worked out um, in a series of them. And sorry, this edition of the podcast hasn't been more of a pick me up, make you feel good about the future of your franchise. Well, let's but, do something. What what can we do to help? Well, we're we're, we're winding it down. What do you want to do to 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 end this on a positive note. I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask about positive notes. You just 
volunteered yourself or you you said we needed to do something well and yeah then you have no idea no that's my mo <laughs> <laughs> it's been kind of interesting this week hearing Dejounte and um derek i'm not going to say clamor but they brought up their desire to play together and that's that's kind of unique in this in the pop era to have yeah. players uh one of them should learn to shoot 40 percent for three and <laughs> yeah. that would make that easier yeah. to sell yeah they're really trying to sell it i think i mean not going out of their way but when they're asked I mean, they don't it seems uh, to be the future backcourt like eventually yeah. those two are going to have to figure out a way to play together i guess i don't yeah. know what do i know those two and uh lonnie walker probably could be the the starting perimeter guys next year and like and you just mentioned one of them needs to start shooting one of those 40 percent from be, three would be three nice, point range yeah. um anyway there's still 49 days left in the season tom Warsborn. So there, there's time for more Spurs Insider podcasts here in the secure location. I'm not sure what Jeff will try to bring better topics at some point. Who am I kidding? He probably won't. <laughs> but we will try to come up with better, better topics for some future episode. Until then, what's, what's on the schedule there, Tom? You see ahead for, for your Spurs? Yes, uh, I see a game against Orlando. Uh -huh. On uh, Saturday, a game against uh, Indiana at home on Monday, and then they hit the road: Charlotte, Brooklyn, and Cleveland. So lots of wins in there. Lots, lots of wins. Here comes in. the here comes the turnaround. Hey, you forgot to tell everyone where they can get all the stuff from the Express News and whatnot. Like the whole reason for this podcast. Well, you can pick up the newspaper. Uh, you can subscribe to the Express News. You can you can go to expressnews.com and find all kinds of coverage from everybody about your San Antonio Spurs who are uh, uh, having a season for the ages. Um, you can follow Jeff McDonald on Twitter. Please do. Um, and argue with him throughout the day. And what are the other things? Oh, the Spurs Nation newsletter. There you go. Subscribe to that. That comes in your inbox every uh, day. And this is a this comes to like your your mailbox at home or what is it? What to explain? Well, the there's two options. You can sign up for that one or the email one, which is which most people do. Can you really get one into your your mailbox at home? If you want to subscribe to a newsletter that sends you stuff to your house, uh, just ask Jeff and he will he will he will mail the letters. It's a hundred dollars a month, and I will mail it mail it myself for he sure. Absolutely. Will if you pay it. me a hundred dollars a month, I will mail you a newsletter to your physical. Address. How many? I might even handle delivery. How many? How many per month? Oh, one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that that's that option. Just ask him on Twitter to do that until uh, until the next time. Just keep your heads up out there. Things are going to be all right. There there are worse things to worry about than your San Antonio Spurs. Take take care of yourself and each other, as Jerry Springer. Is an election going on? There's an election. Some uh, coronavirus. Let's, let's not lot, get into lots any of, of that stuff. Lots no. of worse things. Let the coronavirus. We're, we're going to, uh, uh, I guess, going to need a czar for this the Spurs problems here at some point. I'm afraid the coronavirus is going to win the Democratic primary. Anyway, somehow. just just things things are going to be okay out there in Spurs land. There's there's other things to worry about. Uh, just look at the bright side and it's just and sports other it's things to sports. enjoy other let's, things let's to enjoy positive right uh, so so you know take care of each other polar pops and keep it real <laughs> peace <laughs>